Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're good? Trying to find us. Um, if we're live, I don't know it yet. There we go. There's the live link. That's going to need to get retweeted and stuff. So if you can get somebody on that on the back end, that would be great. I actually can't even pull this up right now. Oh, yeah. I got to mark that it's not for kids. All right. Now we go. I've got a link. Should be good to go. Tyler McLaughlin in chat. You are first. Says should be good now. You are correct. Uh, I'll go. I'll go through the spiel again. And we are live. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> NBA Strategy Show, Tuesday, December 29th. I am Josh Engelman. I'm joined by the boss man, Alex Baker. We've got a 10-gamer, and uh, we're already three minutes to the negative at this point. Boss, any fun thoughts from last night? Anything good happened for you? Uh, last night wasn't my night, TLC. I was a little worried about the minutes because he wasn't even playing, like, the first couple of games. So... Like, to go from playing, not playing, to, like, 30 minutes, and then the overtime sealed the deal for me. So, uh, <laughs> not a great night for me, but how about you, Sal? Uh, break even, which I will take. Although I had enough of some of the good stuff, I did not have enough of TLC. But, look, break even is a win as far as I'm concerned. And it was technically slightly above break even. It was a green number. That's really all that matters. We need to dive in right now for us to get through these 10 games. And we're just going to hit on the high-level stuff uh, as we go. So I'm ready if you're ready, Alex. Ready. Let's do it. Kicking it off, Boston Celtics, Indiana Pacers. Uh, Celtics two-point favorites in Indiana, 218-and-a-half total. Best I can tell, everybody is healthy for Boston that has been healthy. Uh, we, obviously, we still don't have Kemba Walker. On the opposite side for Indiana, looks like we should have uh, Victor Oladipo back. So let's just start on the Boston side, whether it's FanDuel or DraftKings. Do you see anybody that stands out from the Celtics? Well, uh, I mean, Kemba Walker continues to be out, so that creates opportunities for Jalen Brown Jason Tatum. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to change up the starting lineup today because uh, the coach, Brad Stevens, was talking about how he thought Tice and Thompson would be a good defensive lineup, but they're not winning games. Tice only played like 15 minutes in the last game, too. So I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be a shakeup. Probably won't matter a lot. The guy I'm landing on a little bit is Jason Tatum. I mean, his usage rate this year has been 32, averaged 35 minutes a game. Uh, so I think there's some, some value there, but, uh, probably not standing out like a ton on the slate. 
Yeah, um, Marcus Smart looks okay. Fifty nine hundred on FanDuel, fifty nine hundred on DraftKings as well. Nope, I have that wrong. Fifty nine hundred on FanDuel, definitely a salary that is something else on DraftKings. Sixty five hundred. There we go. It would help if I actually dragged my formulas down correctly uh, before the show started. But you know, what are you going to do? We'll get there when we get there. Ultimately, I don't really like much on the Boston side. You mentioned uh, the potential for a lineup change. With Indiana, it might not matter all that much. It's pretty much just Turner and Sabonis running at the center spot. I think that could that's probably a decent opportunity for Tice. But honestly, who knows? Between Tice, Tristan Thompson, Robert Williams, even Grant Williams, they have so many different potential options at center, whether they want to go to a stretch five type or a more traditional bruiser. Uh, I think it's just going to be Brad Stevens playing it by ear on a day-to-day basis. TJ Warren on FanDuel looks kind of interesting to me. 5,100. I see you've got him projected for around 30 fantasy points. I think that looks pretty good. Um, Hasn't really been involved the same way he was last year. The minutes are down a little bit from the monster minutes. We saw him playing in the bubble, obviously a little bit different of a makeup for the team. How do you feel about Warren or really anything for the Pacers? Yeah, Warren on FanDuel looks like he's just one of those guys that put, has a mysteriously low price, kind of like um, Brooks yesterday. Yeah. But uh, Warren in this last game, I mean, he played 37 minutes. So that was with Oladipo out. Oladipo out. So I'm going back to the previous game for that. Um, it looks like in this game, the bench went on a run. So he just came in kind of late into uh, – his uh, second quarter rotation. So that was a little yeah. funky. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out, like, is there any like real reason why his minutes would go down last year from the 30 plus he averaged? Uh, I, th- I think they're just trying to be a little bit more balanced at this point in time. They, they realize it's sort of a marathon, not a sprint. No need to run these guys into the ground. If you need to put out Doug McDermott for a bit more time, they can do it. If it needs to be a little bit more Aaron holiday or Justin holiday, I just don't think that they care all that much. Yeah. New, uh, new coach, too. Yeah, I, it does look like maybe there are some red flags around TJ Warren, so I'm going to have to yeah. knock him down a little bit because that first game, it was a close one, and he didn't even really close. So um, they ran out TJ McConnell over uh, and Doug McDermott instead of Turner and, and Warren, which yeah. not every night is going to happen, but that's definitely a negative sign. Another problem for the TJ Warren at 5,100 on FanDuel is that Larry Nance is $400 more expensive than him, and uh, we will get to Larry Nance. Ultimately, uh, I think this is a t- this is a matchup of two teams that are you know solid defensively and not all that entertaining from a DFS perspective. I don't get the sense that this is going to be a game with a ton of exposure. Uh, do you have anything else you want to touch on, or do we want to keep it moving? Um, we do have the 10-gamer here today. Uh, yeah, let's keep it moving. All righty. Next one up, the Chicago Bulls at the Washington Wizards. The Wizards, five-point favorites with a 234 total. Uh, Russell Westbrook should be back after taking the night off. We'll start on the Chicago side, and I see a solid amount of value both on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Zach Levine is 7500 on FanDuel. Uh, t- to me, that is just too low of a price tag for him. That's a guy that I have my eye on. I think Kobe White looks okay at 5900 Wendell Carter at 5100 uh, The rookie, Patrick Williams, 4200 on FanDuel. No problem getting to any of those guys. I think Levine and White look best on DraftKings. 
and you could sort of pay down for Tomas Sadoransky if you want to. What stands out to you from the Chicago Bulls today? Yeah, uh, on FanDuel, they're all really cheap. On DraftKings, not so much. Um, I want to rewind just a second. Sabonis, I feel like, is a top option tonight. Okay. Uh, he, he's kind of filling it up in every category, playing 37 minutes a game so far. So I just want to mention that because that would have been something that we don't want to neglect. Um, yeah. Okay, so in Chicago, I mean, on FanDuel, all these guys are popping. Wendell Carter was the guy that had a slow start to the year, but the last game he really showed why we kept uh, rostering him at a high percentage. Um, and he's a guy that, when he's not in foul trouble, can really play a ton of minutes at the center position, rack stats. On FanDuel, he didn't see his price go up, so I think he's a good option there. Um, on, I mean, Levine, like Kobe White, these guys are good options. There's nothing really today that – is making them pop aside from, I mean, it's a good matchup versus Washington, but um, one guy that I see as a value play too is Tomas Sadoransky. He missed uh, the first game or two, but he's back. Uh, he played 24 minutes in the last game. So if he continues seeing that, which wouldn't be that unheard of since he averaged 29 minutes a game last year, I think at uh, 3,500 DraftKings, he's a value option. Yeah, I like that price tag on DK as well. One thing to keep in mind, it looks like Thad Young may be back today. He'd be starting off his season. Don't get the sense that he's going to get a ton of minutes, but that will eat into, I don't know, Chandler Hutchison or I don't maybe Patrick Williams a little bit. I'm not entirely sure who's going to be the guy that takes that haircut. Hutchison probably the first guy, but um, he should be working his way back. On the Wizards side, I think there are a few interesting options. One, Thomas Bryant is 5,200 on FanDuel. I think that looks like a really nice price. He's 6,800 on DK. Uh, Much better value there on FanDuel, but you can only roster one center. I'm happy to get to a little bit of uh, Denny, uh, whether that's on FanDuel or on DK. And then Russell Westbrook on DraftKings, 9,700. Seems fine to me. Uh, I think that he's going to thrive for this Wizards team so much shooting to spread the floor uh, between Beal Bryant can shoot the rock Uh, clearly Davis Bertans one of the better shooters in the league so I do have my eye on Russ a little bit on DraftKings on FanDuel he's 10,600 I think he's a little overpriced there Uh, I didn't say anything about Bradley Beal kind of just indifferent like I'm happy to have Bradley Beal he's never like a bad player or anything but just not grading out all that well to me right now what do you think about the Wizards well, I think Westbrook being back, I mean, that's certainly a significant downgrade to the rest of the team. Westbrook's numbers this year have been off the charts pretty much. So I think playing alongside Harden, we kind of expected his numbers to take a hit, and that was the case. If we go back two years ago, 9700 for Harden or 10.6 on FanDuel would have been a reasonable price. And I'm actually thinking about really smashing a ton of Westbrook, particularly on DraftKings, where he's cheaper. What I'm seeing here is last year, his defensive rebounding went down a lot. He was at 16%, but so far over the first couple of games, he's at 28%. That's not unheard of because in Oklahoma City, he would rack up the rebounds. As we know, Steven Adams would kind of box out for him. Very unusual situation, but... The net result was Westbrook was getting triple doubles like every single night. I don't expect that to be like quite the case this year, 
but I do feel like over the first couple of games, he's shown that he's taking a significant leap in fantasy from last year. Yeah, I think he looks really good at that DraftKings price tag, 9700 He has the opportunity to really blow that one out of the water. What are your thoughts on Thomas Bryan on FanDuel? Because he's the first guy that I'm noticing today uh, that of the two games that we've talked about that really is standing out to me. Does he stand out the same way to you? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, 5,200. He's averaged 29 minutes a game. Uh, plays best position for fantasy. So, I mean, he's he's been uh, getting decent usage, about average at 19% on the year. Gets the rebounds. So, I think uh, he's a solid option if he continues playing this 30 minutes a game. I like it. Anything else you want to touch on between the Bulls and the Wizards for this game? Oh, let's keep it moving. I love it. I love it. To the Golden State Warriors we go. Warriors at the Pistons. Pistons on the back-to-back. Um, Golden State, three-and-a-half-point favorites in Detroit. 222-and-a-half total last I saw. Oh, I don't like saying this out loud, but it happens from time to time. I think I like Andrew Wiggins the most for the Warriors. Uh, those nights are usually not nights where I'm happy about what's happening. And I want to be a little bit muted. I think he just looks like a solid play in the mid sixes. I think Kelly Oubre looks fine. Steph Curry's price on FanDuel is finally uh, a little bit more correct. I think they were pricing him like he was um, his brother for a little bit or maybe his dad, but he wasn't exactly priced like he was himself. Now back up to 9,400 on FanDuel. Still like him. It's Steph. Uh, he's not going to shoot terribly uh, all season. There's going to be some games where he comes out here and drops eight, nine threes and really hangs a number on people. But uh, anything standing out to you from the Warriors, please don't tell me it's Andrew Wiggins. That's not a place that I definitely want to go today. I'm definitely intrigued by Steph. I mean, he's matched up against Pistons rookie Killian Hayes, who has had a shaky start to the season. So, I mean, on an individual matchup level, we got to like it. He doesn't fill up the stat sheet like Westbrook because he doesn't rebound the ball nearly as much, which, I mean, I'm only bringing up because they're basically the same price on DraftKings. Um, his minutes haven't been, like, all out either I mean if Golden State was really trying to put the pedal to the metal try to make a run this year you'd think he'd be playing like 36 but he's only averaged 32 I mean his uh, rotations make me think he's somewhere in between that but yeah. um, the news with the Warriors Marquise Chris is out for a, a extended period I think the whole season so, most likely yeah we saw Juan Toscano-Anderson move into the starting role, so Eric Pascal could back up center a little bit. Um, but I think that o- opens the door a little bit for James Wiseman, where if there's a two-man rotation instead of a three-man rotation, maybe he could see more minutes as he's coming back uh, from COVID. So I think he's kind of this guy that it might be hard to like pin down what price he should be, but he seems like a reasonable one. Yeah, he's actually my number three on FanDuel from the Warriors, fourth on DraftKings. I do have Curry a little bit ahead of him. Uh, I think his minutes are just going to be seriously in flux. There's going to be times where he's making defensive mistakes and they have to go to Kavon Looney. This doesn't seem like that game, given it's the Pistons. And sorry about uh, speaking ill of... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Pistons on this one, boss, but they're not all that great. Um, so this might be a better spot for Wiseman. Um, I do have my eye on him a little bit. 5,200 on FanDuel, 5,900 on DraftKings. Are you liking anything from your Pistons? <laughs> I am quite the Mason Plumlee fan today. Yeah, I like Mason Plumlee. The one thing I'll note is Mason Plumlee has only had 10% usage this year, which, yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting that to be the case going forward, but he hasn't really been involved offensively. But the price is good, and the minutes have been solid. The one guy, um, on, on FanDuel, I'll, I'll throw out DeLon Wright. I mean, he came off the bench yesterday, but I think that was just because they wanted him to play backup point guard instead of shooting guard. So uh, I expect him to probably start tonight. It wouldn't be crazy if Josh Jackson started, but he's only 4,200 and having a solid season so far. Um, so he's kind of intriguing as a value option, but the main guy I'm honing in on is Blake Griffin. He's at probably one of his lowest prices all time at 6,900 on DraftKings and FanDuel. Now with Andre Drummond shipped off. Uh, you expect Blake Griffin to rebound the ball more, and that has been the case. Last year, he only had a 13% rebound rate. This year, it's up 20% on the defensive end. So that's a significant improvement. The usage has been down. I don't know exactly what to make of that, but if we go back to previous years, he's never been like below, you know, 27. Um, so his 22% usage so far could be a outlier. The minutes have been great. He's averaged 39. I mean, there was a double OT game, but still. So I'm kind of feeling some Blake. What, how are you feeling about Griffin? Love him. Uh, was the number two contender on DraftKings today. You guys can check that out. Those videos are live right now. Um, he, he's just too cheap. Uh, he shouldn't be 6,900. Mid sevens would look a lot more reasonable. So I think that's a really nice spot to grab some value. When he's playing, I expect him to be good. It's just that he might not be out there all that frequently. But if you're expecting him to be in the game and on the floor, he's just not priced like he should be. It's priced like there's a 10% chance that he doesn't play for some strange reason. And that's not really the case. So I like getting to Mason Plumley. I like getting to Blake. You mentioned DeLon Wright for 4,200 on FanDuel. Love that spot. I don't mind getting to Jeremy Grant. Like he's the minutes are going to be there. He's going to be involved in the offense. I think he's just sort of a guy, but I don't think the Warriors defense is very good. So I would have no problem grabbing some uh, Jeremy Grant. I don't have much, all that much interest in Derek Rose, but you know, another guy where if you get a little bit of it, it's fine. I just don't think he has the minute ceiling on a day like today. Yeah. They haven't run out Killian Hayes and Derek Rose at all together, which is a red flag for both of them because yeah. Uh, they're obviously trying to play Hayes, so that's limiting Rose. Anything else Warriors or Pistons related? Uh, nah, I just, uh, my gripes yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, three games up, three games down. We've got seven to go. Coming up for the rest of the day, after this show, in 40 minutes, the final regular season NFL strategy show, Lafayette, Sal, Ben going to take you through this week's NFL slate week 17 in the NFL. Then we've got at 4:45 Eastern time, the NBA deeper dive. They're starting 15 minutes early because it's a 10 gamer. 
You guys know the drill here. It's Lafayette and Adam breaking it all down. They'll go through everything game by game with all of the news that we'll pick up throughout the day. You don't want to miss that one. Finally, live before lock tonight, Jason Floyd, Greg Ehrenberg from 6 to 7, taking you all the way up to lock. We just, we just don't stop. So much content in a day. Where else would you guys want to be other than the awesome.com YouTube channel, which you guys should uh, subscribe to. And don't be afraid, since we, we ended up on a, on a different link, we might be a little bit behind right now. 500 people in here still coming in. 68 likes, not going to be enough. Either stick it at 69 or let's run this one north of 100. Are you ready for Nick's Cavs, a game that I will absolutely watch none of? <laughs> the Cavs have been good this year, man. Three and zero so far, but uh, yeah, realistically, this is uh, some of the worst teams in the NBA. Yes, they are. Uh, Knicks at Cavs. Cavs three and a half point favorites, two sixteen total. Knicks a little walking wounded. No Obi Toppin, uh, no Dennis Smith Jr. I feel like I'm missing one other person for the Knicks, but it's really hard to remember guys when they're like the hundred and twentieth best player in the league. So let's talk a little bit about what stands out for the Knicks. I think they look a lot better on FanDuel than they do on DraftKings, but Alfred Payton's got to be the guy that we look at first. 4,800 on FanDuel, 5,500 on DK. Should be picking up the lion's share of point guard minutes. Uh, oh, quickly also out. I knew I was missing somebody. So Alfred Payton is the guy that I have my eye on most, but I think Mitchell Robinson looks good at 4,900 on FanDuel. RJ Barrett works because he's just going to be out there, but he's a little bit expensive on DraftKings. Where do you want to go with these New York Knickerbockers today? Yeah, um, I do like Alf Payton on FanDuel. Like, he's a really volatile player where it doesn't matter who the coach is. It seems like like he'll play anywhere from 36 to like 20, 20 minutes in a game and um, just because some, some nights he's bad. But 4800 is a good price to encompass that. Alec Burks off the bench has been kind of like getting a ton of minutes and run, and he's been handling the ball a lot. So I don't know if Alf Payton is really necessity. It wouldn't be surprising if Neil Kina plays some decent minutes. Um, Keep an eye on Alec Burks. I believe he is questionable with an ankle injury. So just in yeah. case, he is he is questionable with a left ankle injury. If he's out, then that could create some value for sure. The, the main guy I'm looking at on the Knicks today is Mitchell Robinson. He's a guy that fouls a ton, but this last game gave me the confidence that he could uh, he could play big minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. So they're going, going up against um, Milwaukee. He played 34 minutes. Uh, let's see, seven plus eight. So 15 first half minutes. Uh, Andre Drummond... Although he's a good center, I feel like he he fits into Mitchell Robinson's uh, skill set a little bit more because he doesn't have an outside game, so I don't see any problem there. So I'm I'm th- thinking Mitchell Robinson is just a really high volatility play that that could be um, a great GPP one. Yeah, the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause, uh, obviously Mitchell Robinson, just mildly foul prone uh, in the past. Um, Andre Drummond, pretty good at drawing shooting fouls and fouls on the floor, about 80th percentile in the league over the past few seasons. So a little bit better, uh, you know, he's, it, honestly, as a center, one of the better foul drawing bigs. Um, I'm not so worried about him making the free throws or anything like that, but it does potentially put Mitchell Robinson in a little bit more of a rough spot. Not having Kevin Love there uh, today, who Kevin Love out again, um, helps a little bit. 
I do like Mitchell Robinson, though. 4900 on FanDuel is just too cheap for what he can bring. I mean, he could pay off his salary with just blocks if this game works out correctly. <laughs> Definitely. So I think uh, Mitchell Robinson's a good GPP play. And just You want those guys that are high volatility. On FanDuel, I think you can take shots on Randall and Barrett as well. Just uh, There's no particular reason that um, they're standing out today. On the Cleveland side, I mentioned it before, but uh, we'll be able to hit on him quickly. Uh, Larry Nance is priced like Kevin Love is playing, and he's not. Uh, he's also a small forward on FanDuel at 5,500. I absolutely love Nance there. 6,300 on DK, forward and center eligibility. Another spot where I think Larry, I, I fully expect Larry Nance to be one of the most popular plays of the day. I haven't looked at ownership yet, but I assume he's near the top. Yeah, I mean, with Kevin Love out, he started and played huge minutes, so really... There's nothing to to really take you off of him on FanDuel at 5,500. On DraftKings at 6,300, more of a debate. But um, he is playing power forward, playing alongside Drummond more. So not expecting his fantasy numbers to be quite as good as he has been over the past few seasons. But still, the spot is really good. Yeah, just if you're going to be – I mean, he's, he should play north of 30 minutes in the spot with Love out and – especially at the small forward spot on Fandle where it's rarely a, like you're rarely comfortable with whatever you end up with. Uh, today's a good day to get a little bit of value out of it. I don't have any issue going to Andre Drummond. Um, if he gets through Mitchell Robinson from a foul perspective, he's got Nerlens Noel on the other end or potentially Julius Randle, which is not going to be an impediment at all. Really like Drummond in his last game, uh, Embiid ended up sitting, which helped out a ton. You know, he's just sort of like, uh, you know what you're getting out of Andre Drummond. This isn't going to be some secret. He's the only guy I would really be looking at from Cleveland. Do you have anything else from the Cavs? Yeah, I think Drummond's a top play. I, uh, the minutes have been all over the place over Sin and Cleveland, but this year, um, he it was weird because, like, in one of those games, he played, like, 28 minutes. Close, even though he wasn't having a pretty good game. But he's, uh, he's been a 10K player, basically, when Blake Griffin was out for the Pistons. Now that Kevin Love is out for the Cavs, I see it as very similar. His rebounding numbers are going to be off the charts like they have been with Love out. So I think Drummond is a really good play. The other guy that's standing out on the uh, Cavs is Dante Exum. When Isaac I saw Gore, that tweet yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was just joking around. But Love uh, played eight minutes in the last game. In the second half, Dante Axum started, which wasn't that surprising given that Isaac Okoro is also out. If he gets a good amount of run, I mean, he's a guy that has been an intriguing talent, but he's had a really injured career. The main factor is that he's dirt cheap tonight. So I think... He might be one of the better min price guys. I like that shout. It'll be something uh, we'll want to keep an eye on. We should have Cavs starter news before, uh, you know, pretty pretty significantly before lock. Um, wouldn't surprise me to see him in that starting lineup. If he is, probably gets a little bit of a minutes bump and uh, somebody you guys should be keeping an eye on. Anything else from Knicks and Cavs? Nope. Perfect. Toronto Raptors, Philadelphia 76ers, Sixers two and a half point favorites at home, a 218 and a half implied total. Uh, this one's kind of bleak. I'm not sure I like really anything on the Toronto side. So I'm just going to, the floor is yours. Do you have any interest in anyone from Toronto, FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever? 
Pascal Siakam's been playing crazy minutes. He's averaged 40 this year, um, but the price has gone up to account for that. So uh, I don't see any tremendous advantage um, on Toronto, to be honest. Yeah, it's just everybody's sort of priced where they should be. It's a tough defensive matchup. And like of all the teams in the league, like this is the one where you're rarely getting any sort of weird minutes. You know what you're going to get out of Fred Van Vliet. You know what you're going to get out of Kyle Lowry. You know how much Pascal Siakam is going to play. You know what you're getting out of OG. Uh, this is just not a spot that I'm looking for. On the Philly side, I assume we see Joel Embiid back after being a late scratch um, in the last game. I think he looks like Joel Embiid, 9,600 on FanDuel, 9,800 on DraftKings. Probably a pretty good spot. It's Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher on the opposite side. I don't think either one of those guys are uh, set up properly to defend Embiid. And then it's sort of just like not all that interesting Philly guys. Tobias Harris for 6,400 on FanDuel seems fine. Uh, Do you see anything on Philly outside of Embiid? Uh, The short answer is no. I mean, uh, this team... Uh, I mean, you'd think with Josh Richardson and Al Horford shipped out, these guys like Simmons, Harris, and Embiid would be putting up bigger numbers. But so far, it really hasn't been the case. So I'm not seeing uh, much advantage in Philly. Yeah, much like the Boston and Indiana game, although Sabonis is a, a little bit of an outlier. This is just another game where I'd be happy to watch it. I don't know how much DFS impact it's going to have for me. I don't have anything else here, bud. Yeah, I'd love to talk about this more, but we got a 10-game slate here. We got to skip over a few games. Hey, we're five games in. We're right at the 10.30 mark. We're timing this one out perfect. It couldn't work out any better. Uh, Let's hit on this next one, the Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat. We've seen this one in the bubble. This one might look a little bit different. Bucks, five-and-a-half-point favorites in Miami, 222 total. Miami going to be without Jimmy Butler, or at least it looks like it. He is doubtful. Uh, on the Milwaukee side, I don't know, $4,500 Brooke Lopez on FanDuel. Uh, I mean, Giannis is Giannis. I don't have much of like a Giannis take in this spot. What do you want to do with Milwaukee? I don't know if there's a ton of value from a salary perspective here. Yeah, I mean, Giannis has been one of the best fantasy players this season so far. The minutes haven't been great at 32 a game, but there have been some blowouts and there have been signs that he could play a few more minutes uh, in close games than he did last year. So I feel pretty confident in going to some Giannis um, as far as the rest of the team. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Drew Holiday has been playing 
more minutes from Milwaukee than, than Bloodstone and Hill did last year. But, I mean, the price really isn't that great, so I'm not that interested there. Um, I, don't, I don't see much advantage in Milwaukee today. No. If you're saving some money by grabbing some of the value plays, you'll just naturally get to a little bit more Giannis because no one's going to offer that same sort of upside. But uh, just on the, on the surface, not anything that I see as crazy. One guy that I do see as crazy, though, $4,500 Tyler Hero for the Heat. That is a fan duel price. That price is great. I believe he's playing 32 minutes in his first two games. You expect to see that and a little bit more, especially with Butler out, a little bit more usage to go around. 5700 on DraftKings for Hero. Still, I think, uh, you know, a worthy price, but not quite the value that you have on FanDuel. And then uh, if you're interested in Bam Adebayo, 8200 on FanDuel, 8 k on DraftKings. I'm willing to get to those prices as well. I don't see much else for Miami, but let me know. Am I missing anything? Maybe Goran Dragic, 6900 on FanDuel, 5800 on DK, a much more interesting value. Talk to me about the Heat. Yeah, well, I think Jimmy Butler opens up a ton of value for the Heat. Um, so actually, uh, <laughs> this was funny. I was on side action uh, and I saw this article where it was talking all about Kendrick Nunn and this cryptic message he posted on social. Um, he posted new beginnings and it just, that was it. So like he didn't play at all last game. So I'm just kind of like, what is going on here? Like, is there some trade that we don't know about? Because he played zero minutes last game. Last year, if Jimmy Butler had been out, you might have seen a non-start. But now I'm not even sure he's going to play. If he doesn't play, um, we did see Andre Iguodala open the second half on Christmas when uh, Jimmy Butler decided he didn't want to play the second half. I mean, obviously, I guess he's injured. If was, he's doubtful today. But um, Andre Iguodala is a very low usage guys so that's going to open a lot of opportunities up for the rest of the team Tyler Hero being one of the top ones Bam Adebayo um, and Goran Dragic off the bench because he's such a good ball handler and facilitator I wouldn't be surprised for him to pick up uh, minutes close to 30 even though he's coming off the bench probably uh, which makes him a nice value yeah, that's the tricky part with Miami. They're just so deep. They're going to be running out all sorts of guys. Kelly Olynyk can play, not play one day and then play 20 minutes the next. Do they start Myers Leonard? Do they not start Myers Leonard? Uh, Precious Achua also trying to work his way into rotational minutes. Mo Harkless bouncing around in minutes. A lot of different options here, but I think the, the Tyler Hero, Hero value piece on FanDuel, that's a spot you definitely want to be paying attention to. And then Dragic on DK, 5,800, just way too cheap. Any other Bucks Heat thoughts? Um, I think the Heat are probably one of the teams that are going to be the, the best values today. So I think that um, Hero, Dragic, and Bam will all be some of the better plays today. We're up to 780 concurrent viewers, 150 likes. I appreciate you guys pushing that number north of 100. Now let's push it closer to that 200 mark, and then let's just soar right over it. Uh, if you aren't ever able to watch our shows live on our YouTube channel, uh, you're in luck. You can listen to them on our podcast feed. So we have podcast feeds for every individual sport. We've got one big podcast feed that'll give you everything that we do. Go check out our podcast feed. Go to iTunes. 
give us a five-star review. Let us know how awesome we are. We do give out a free Awesome O Plus pass every week to the user that submits our, the, our favorite review for that week. No reason that can't be you. So go give us that five-star review on iTunes and uh, leave us a little bit of a review. Give yourself a chance to get an Awesome O Plus free pass. We've got four games to go. We're moving through this at a pretty good pace. I like it. The Orlando, and this is going to be the first game at eight o'clock. The Orlando Magic taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City on the back-to-back. We'll start on the Orlando side where they are five-point favorites in OKC, 219 total. We've got Vooch at 8,400 on FanDuel. Looks okay. He's 8,300 on DK. Uh, this Magic team is really unfun to roster from a DFS perspective. They're sort of like a, a less good version of the Raptors in that you kind of know exactly what you're getting out of these guys every single night from a playing time perspective. Do you have any interest in anything coming out of Orlando? Yeah, I think Vooch is very interesting. Uh, so past few games we've seen Aaron Gordon limited in minutes for some uh, reason <laughs> and more or less Gordon minutes just means more minutes for Vooch where he's not with Gordon his numbers this year have been solid um, pretty much the same Vooch we've come to know uh, he's uh, the main thing is he's just not that expensive in a good matchup for Sal Horford so he's 8300 on DraftKings 8400 FanDuel um there's no injuries to the team, but he just stands out at that price. Yeah, I'm with you there. After that, like if you end up with shares of Fournier or Fultz or Gordon, like I get it, it they're, but they're just not going to be guys that you're ending up with a lot of volume on. And I don't really see anything from the Magic side unless it's going to be Fooch. SGA, on the other hand, very popular yesterday. He's 8K on FanDuel, 8,100 on DraftKings. Disappointed in yesterday's slate. Are you going back to the well with SGA? Definitely, yeah. I mean, SGA is someone we pegged out. Pegged as a breakout star this year with no Chris Paul. Um, and the numbers so far have really borne that out. Over the first two games, he's had 33% usage. Last year, he was at 23%. His assist percent has been 35%. Last year, 15%. So, I mean, he's, like, significantly increasing his usage on this team with no Chris Paul. And, uh, I mean, that's not anything we shouldn't have expected. So I'm totally rolling with that. I think that he's more of a 9K player and he's 8K. So I'm going to be in on again today. What do you think of SGA? Uh, I like him. Um, he's going to run this entire team for the entire season. They're not really trying to win and they are trying to groom him to be the guy in the future. He's going to take his lumps. He's going to be out there for everything. There's going to be some days where it's just not going all that well because there's not a lot of talent around him, but there are going to be some days where he just simply takes over. Uh, I'd be happy to see that today, and I do think that that price continues to climb. Uh, You could talk me into Dort or Darius Baisley on DraftKings. You could talk me into a little bit of Al Horford on FanDuel, but I don't think that there's much outside of SGA. Do you have any other Thunder guys you have your eye on? I haven't given up on Horford yet. His usage over the first two games has only been 12%, so that's been really disappointing. You'd think on this team he'd have higher usage than he did in Philly. Uh, his assist numbers also have been down, so it's not like he's been dishing out the ball instead of shooting it. But his rebounding numbers are way, way up. Playing center for the Thunder. Last year he was at 17%. Getting the defensive boards this year, he's at 25%. So, I mean, that's at least a sign of encouragement. That's going to keep me clinging on to hope one more day at least to see 
if he can finally be his $5,900 price tag. Yeah, I don't know if he gets there from a DFS perspective, but I am definitely rooting for Al Horford. And more than anything, I just want to see where he ultimately ends up because he's going to end up on a contender either at the deadline this year or sometime in the offseason. And I just I'm anxious to see which one of them gets him. So I still yeah. think he's I still think he's great to have on the court. Just not a great fit alongside Ben Simmons and alongside Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I just think he might be hard to like fit because he's not like a pure position. Like he's not like a power forward, not a center, and that just makes it tough. He's also incredibly expensive now uh, from a real life perspective, not a DFS yeah. perspective. Anything else, Magic or Thunder? Uh, Hamadou Diallo is really cheap. So I feel like he's going to be that six man off the bench that that's going to need to take a lot of shots, but we haven't seen anything yet. So I'm hesitant. Fair enough. The Denver Nuggets taking on the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. Nuggets, two and a half point favorites in Sacktown, 223 total. Uh, Jamal Murray, a guy that stands out to me on FanDuel, 6,600. We have to keep an eye on him, though. Did take a bit of a spill yesterday, um, so long as he's not waking up with uh, headaches and or anything along those lines. He should be fine, the potential concussion issues. But 6,600 to me is too cheap for what we know his upside to be. Then he gets into Nikola Jokic, 10-3 on FanDuel, 10-2 on DK, I don't have a strong feeling for Jokic. He's just a guy that I will never have a problem having, and certainly against Sacramento, pretty good matchup for him. What do you like coming out of Denver? Yeah, I mean, Jokic has been on fire to start the year, so I'm kind of looking at these numbers. His assist numbers are really up. Oh, that's about it. So minutes are up. I'm just a little bit worried that He's not a 36-minute-a-night guy because he just fouls too much uh, to reach that number. Yeah. So I'm not really feeling him. Um, I kind of like uh, Michael Porter Jr. still. We, we know that he's a guy that has a ton of volatility because in games where they don't need his offense, he gets benched. In games where they're playing from behind, he's just jacking up all the shots. So kind of like him. Um, but... Uh, versus Sacramento, it, just, it doesn't doesn't seem like the matchup's that great, and the the price tags aren't that great either. So, um, what are you feeling with Denver? Yeah, mostly just lineup filler. Nobody that I see as like an incredibly great play outside of Murray. Murray is the guy that I will have my focus on just because of his price tag. But you know, if I get to some Jokic, if I get to some Porter, a little bit of Paul Millsap, I think would be fine. Forty five hundred on FanDuel, fifty three hundred on DK. Gary Harris had a pretty nice night last night. Who knows if that happens again? Thirty nine hundred on FanDuel, forty three on DK. Again, this is mostly just filler to me, but Murray, the guy I have my eye on. And then if I ever end up with Nikola Jokic, I'm never mad about it. Uh, yeah, Sacramento. Is, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. With Jokic being more than Westbrook, like, man, this, this is, uh, they're, they're really making you pay that top dollar for him here. So I might just wait and see uh, for his price to go down again. And I think that there's enough value um, around there at center today that Jokic isn't necessarily. The, the guy uh sacramento kings buddy healed 5400 on fanduel 6800 on DraftKings. very different play on both sides preferring healed on the fanduel spot um curious to get your thoughts on healed but after that i'm not entirely sure i want much from the sacramento kings today 
Buddy Heald has been, like, the weirdest guy in fantasy because last year he got, like, benched and then only played, like, 20-something minutes a game. This year he's averaged 36 so far. So, I mean, there haven't been any signs that um, he's not going to play play good minutes. Um, however, like, maybe coming off the bench a little bit last year it did inflate his numbers in this starting lineup um, so far. He's seen his usage and assist go down from last year so although he's been out there a ton he hasn't been doing quite as much um part of that has been because Bagley is back in the lineup he's had extremely high usage uh 27 percent his rebounding numbers have been off the charts and the minutes just haven't been there for a variety of reasons so I'm <laughs> like if he played 30 minutes like we've seen in the past man he would be absolutely like lock it in play but what have you made of Bagley so far I want him to be good that much I can tell you um he's been uh, he's just so volatile I I don't he missed so much time last year and I mean even the the year before I I think he lost a lot of development and he's behind where he needs to be as a player 5,100 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DraftKings. I can say this much. He's my second favorite king today. I just don't know if that matters on a slate of this size. Yeah. um, I'm just kind of intrigued by the talent and the price where uh, like this slate, it's like there aren't a ton of guys that are in the five K's that are super interesting. So I think he's in the mix. Uh, He's kind of Sacramento's version of Michael Porter. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like an um, offensive, like like a big, a sort of big with offensive promise, no defensive ability whatsoever, and a guy that we haven't seen nearly as much as we want to. Well, he was the second draft pick only in 2018, so this guy has a ton of talent. He's kind of um, that that stretch five that is popular these these years. Um, so I feel like. There's a ton of potential there. He did fall out of one game so far this year, so that was one reason maybe his minutes aren't as high as they could be. But uh, I guess, um, yeah, I guess the other guys on the team, Fox looks like he has a nice price. I mean, his minutes haven't been as exciting this year either at 33 a game, even with that overtime, but good player. And then Hassan Whiteside is really disappointed so far this year. Like he's on a min contract, but that'll be one guy to stay away from just because uh, he's only averaged 14 minutes a game. So it's not like he's backing up uh, Holmes and playing all the minutes he doesn't. So yeah, that's the piece that's driving me crazy for the Kings. I wouldn't be playing Hassan Whiteside at all, and I'd be giving Bagley those minutes at the five. But if you're going to play Whiteside for you know let's say 12 minutes, you're going to play Rashawn Holmes for whatever that rotation is you're just taking Marvin Bagley away from the position that he should be playing. And I don't think that's going to be all that beneficial for him. Why do you need Hassan Whiteside out there? He is not part of your future. Give it to the number two pick from two years ago. You know, the guy that you took (laughs) ahead of Luka Doncic. Play him in his real (laughs) position. Dopes. Oh my God. So insane. (laughs) Anything else here in Denver or Sacramento? (laughs) Yeah, that that comparison to Luka Doncic, uh, that seals it. I feel like he is drafted ahead of Luca and he's 50, 50 something hundred. So, like, you got to play Bagley. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. 
Minnesota Timberwolves, Los Angeles Clippers. This is going to be a spot we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Clippers, eight-point favorites, 229 total. We'll start on the Minnesota side where it's not looking like we're going to have Carl Anthony Towns today or for a little bit of an extended time. Dislocated wrist, uh, not great. This team stinks when he's there. Uh, they're going to certainly stink a lot worse with him out. Nas Reed, the guy that should be picking up the biggest amount of playing time from this absence, 4,500 on FanDuel, 5,100 on DK. We'll start with Nas Reed since I think he's going to be the, the guy for Minnesota that benefits. Uh, am I missing anything here or is Nas Reed clearly the guy? Well, I think Nas Reed is going to have a lot of opportunity with uh... – Carl Anthony Towns out. We did see last year Nas Reed got a solid amount of starts in this situation. So we got some priors that we can go off. I mean, he's an uh, undersized center, was undrafted in 2019. So um, as far as that, he's like the undersized guys tend to be better for fantasy because it's like defense is like the reason they're not out there as much. Yeah. So at 5,100, 4,500 FanDuel, he's probably one of the best values of the night. That being said, he fouls like crazy. He averaged <laughs> six fouls per 36 last year, which is higher than Mitchell Robinson even, I think. So um, you got to think, like, there's there's a pretty high chance he gets in foul trouble. So is that scaring you off Nasrid at all? A little bit. Um, obviously he's going to be really popular. Like from a cash game perspective, you're probably ending up with Nasrid either way. Uh, from a GPP perspective, when he's soaking up all of that ownership, I can see scenarios where you're like, okay, maybe I take a flyer on Ed Davis. Um, not at all something that's exciting, kind of flamed out last year from Utah, trying to reclaim himself in Minnesota. This could be that spot, flat minimum on FanDuel, 3,400 on DraftKings. If you think that Nas Reed is not going to be out there for enough minutes, I think that Ed Davis is probably the guy that ends up out there trying to be the center. But uh, just because of Reed's price, I, I don't want to go any other way. What else stands out to you from Minnesota? We obviously have to replace Carl Anthony Towns' offensive usage. Does that go to D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley? Plenty of guys to go around. Are any of them good enough, though? I think so. The other piece of news from Minnesota is Josh Okoji is doubtful. So that's going to shake things up a little bit, create some opportunities. Juancho Hernan Gomez started the second half of the last game. He's 3,600 on DraftKings, 3,500 on FanDuel. The last thing about him is he could even play over Ed Davis as backup center in some situations. Uh, so I think there's there's a lot of potential with Wancho. Um, D'Angelo Russell, as you're saying, I mean, playing alongside Towns is going to limit his usage a good amount. So I think we see that climb a good amount today. But the one thing is Nas Reed actually doesn't have that much lower usage than Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is at 28. Nas Reed is at 23 last year. So not as many shots to go around as you would think. Okay. Uh, yeah, if, if I – like I'm probably just going to have to rotate through these guys – you expect one of Beasley, Edwards, Russell to just sort of be the guy that soaks up some of the shot attempts. Um, if I'm ranking them, probably Beasley, Edwards, Russell on FanDuel, Russell, Beasley, Edwards on DraftKings. Either way, it's 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 pretty tight for me. Nasrid is the guy that I'm looking for. And the guy that I haven't mentioned at all, Ricky Rubio, 5,100 on FanDuel, 5,500 on DraftKings. I'm just not sure how this affects him at all and if it really matters for Rubio. 
Yeah, probably not. I mean, he's only averaged 23 minutes a game so far. It's clear that in Minnesota, his role is a lot different than we've been used to in Phoenix. So I'm, I'm not at Rubio. I, I don't know if the injuries will really affect him. Okay. Um, Jared Culver could be interesting. We saw him at big games last year, but his price went up to the point where I don't think he's playable tonight. On the Clippers side, Kawhi Leonard, questionable, still has that mouth laceration. This is the front end of a back-to-back. I think the expectation is that he's not going to play today and that he will play tomorrow. Marcus Morris also working his way back right now, also questionable. Not entirely sure where we go there. I projected him as in with a mild amount of minutes simply because I didn't know what else to do with those minutes and I didn't want to just start throwing them to Patrick Patterson or Terrence Mann. So... Uh, what are you thinking about Kawhi and Marcus Morris uh, as of right now? And then does anybody stand out to you from the Clippers? Well, I don't want to speculate too much about Kawhi here because I feel like the, the Clippers were down 77 to 24 in halftime last game. So any like rest plans may have changed after that. Um, if he is in, that really does negatively impact Paul George. Uh, and to a lesser extent, Serge Baca. But if he's out, then George Ibaka and then Lou Will off the bench, I think all are going to be really standout options. Okay. Hopefully we find out sooner rather than later. But uh, especially on FanDuel, these guys are priced down. If Kawhi does miss this game, it's going to be uh, Clippers chalk night. Yeah, that's going to be something you want to pay attention to. Make sure you're going to uh, the News Gods live blog link on the website. If you hit the NBA drop down, uh, it'll be the bottom link. Look for that live blog and then follow Osmo NBA, follow El Negro Loco on Twitter so you don't miss any of this news. Uh, It's hard to speculate right now, um, but once we get a little bit of an idea of where the Clippers are going, there's potential to open up a lot of value here, uh, especially someone like Paul George at 7,600 who can run the show on FanDuel if there is no Kawhi. Anything else you want to touch on Wolves and Clippers? Uh, nah, Luke Kennard probably would get the start if Kawhi misses again, but we saw okay. how that went. <laughs> I just got a pop-up alert on my uh, Apple Watch from McDonald's telling me to go get a McRib. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad about it. If it were just here, I would eat it. I don't think that I'm going to go to get it, however. Final game of the night. Looks like we're going to get through all 10 of these games. Pelicans at the Suns. Suns, three and a half point favorites, 223 total. On the Pelican side, we have to start here. He's been dreadful so far this season, but Eric Bledsoe is 4,800 on FanDuel. You going back to take that beating one more time? (laughs) I think so. I mean... Although, like, he's been really disappointing, probably because of his ownership minutes at 32 a game are solid. And then the usage is 19, assist percent 19. Not as good as Milwaukee, but we can live with that. So 4,800 for a guy playing 30 minutes to begin with is pretty low. If it's a a guy that is at least average in stats, I think it's a really good player. Yeah, I can't get away from him on FanDuel. I'll probably rotate through some Lonzo, a little bit of Steven Adams, maybe some Zion. But I don't see the Pelicans as uh, all that appealing from a price perspective. I think they're pretty efficient from a cost standpoint. Do you like any other Pelicans outside of Bledsoe on FanDuel? Well, for DFS, no one's really popping. But uh, as far as players, I mean, Zion Williamson, uh, we're really seeing his minutes jump up this year he's at 35 a game 
the usage and I mean, it's pretty much where we expect it. The one stat where he's really excelled this year compared to last year is rebounding. Over the first few games, he's had a 23% defensive rebounding rate while uh, in New Orleans, they're replacing, um, what was it? I guess they had a few different centers last year, but one of them was favors. Steven Adams, uh, his rebounding rate this year has been down to 16%. So if we're going off our priors, Stephen Adams has been a guy that boxes out for other guys to get the rebounds. I feel like Zion Williamson could take that step forward in the rebounding category this year to become a more well-rounded fantasy player. So I'm, I'm probably going to take some shots tonight. All right. Final team of the day, the Phoenix Suns. Got Devin Booker, 7,500 on FanDuel, 9,100 on DraftKings. Uh, slight lean there to the FanDuel side. Uh, we've got DeAndre Ayton, 7,100 and 7,400. I like Ayton quite a bit on DK. How do you feel about Booker? How do you feel about Ayton? Any other value options for you on the Suns? Yeah, the Suns on FanDuel look a lot better priced where Booker is like 9,100 on DraftKings and playing alongside like Chris Paul, I mean, pretty much you're going to see the same thing as Rubio except to a greater extent where Booker is just not going to get as many assists. His assists are way down this year uh, while Chris Paul's are really high. Um, so that indicates to me that Booker is probably going to take a step back a little bit this year in fantasy. Um, so I, I kind of 7,500 though on FanDuel is a good price. Uh, Aiden's another guy that has kind of been frustrating this year, just hasn't gotten the minutes, but I don't see any reason why his minutes are going to go down this year. So I'm pulling up their game like here. 70, um, 7,400 on DraftKings and 7,100 seems a little low. But, I mean, he hasn't really done that much either. So, what are you feeling about Aiden? Um, I think there's, there's just a lot of value at the center spot tonight. Like, if I look at the FanDuel side of it, Embiid, Drummond, Vooch, Bam, Aiton, Plumlee, Thomas Bryant, Mitchell Robinson, James Wiseman. I, I feel like there are just so many options. Nobody as a full-on standout. So I'm happy to get to him there. On DraftKings at 7,400, I like him a little bit more. Um, but again, there's so many different like power forward center type eligible guys. Like if Blake Griffin is going to get center eligibility, I'm more interested in Blake Griffin than I am in Deandre Ayton. I see. I think we have a lot of those type of guys. Would you be surprised that Deandre Ayton has like a 50 point game today? Absolutely not. But I just don't think that he is naturally any sort of value that I want to prioritize. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to come down to the ownership. Like if he, is he going to be a contrarian play uh, or is he going to be like, someone's kind of like everyone else. So we'll have to see on that. I'd hope that given he's been underwhelming so far, or maybe there's a little bit of contrarian value there. Um, one injury note for this game is Dario Sarge is probable. Yeah. I don't think that will make an impact right away, but uh, Frank Kaminsky played the last game. I expect him to be out of the rotation. 10 games up, 10 games down, 90 seconds remaining before 11 o'clock and before Lafayette, Sal, and Ben take you through the NFL slate. Alex, any final thoughts on the slate as a whole before we get out of here? Definitely, yeah. Guys, thanks for watching. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Uh, not to steal Josh's thunder, but please hit that like button. So I think uh, for this slate, 
uh, we don't have those smash value plays like we did yesterday. So it's going to be a lot more about the game theory. I mean, even the chalk play, Nas Reed seems like he has question marks because of minutes and uh, foul trouble. So I'm kind of feeling like this could be an interesting day to go contrarian where yesterday it's like you just had to slam the chalk because it was so good. What do you think? I like it. I, I like it. And anytime that you're telling me it's a good day to go contrarian, that's usually the day that we see the Osimo logo at the top of the contest. <laughs> so keep that one in mind, everybody. Thank you for joining us. One last call, like, subscribe, notification bell, follow the podcast feed, follow at Osimo underscore com, at Josh Engelman and at Osimo DFS. That is it. We are out. Switch to the links. Go watch the NFL strategy show with Lafayette, Ben and Sal. Good luck tonight, guys. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.